Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. This is episode 110 of the Cardano Effect. This is our Gauntlet series. Thank you for joining us. We're going to start momentarily. We have another three proposals that we're going to be debuting today. I want to remind everyone there's a quick article that came out from the Cardano Foundation earlier this week about the Cardano Foundation announcing its delegation strategy to smaller pools. So you're going to want to go and check that out. You can create a free account on forum.cardano.org and learn more about it. Rick, let's get right into the mix of things because we have a lot of information to share today. How are you doing this morning? What's going on? What's happening, Rick? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm in Japan. There's a typhoon overhead, but I want to roll right into the uh, podcast here and give a shout out to the Cardano Foundation for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you very much. I want to remind all viewers new to this podcast, it's available on all audio streaming services. And then get right into introducing our guests. We're very happy to have everyone here today. And we have uh, Geronimo. He'll be going first and his uh, proposal is on Shopify. And you'll find the link down below. So if you want to click on the link down below in the description, it's down there. Uh, then second, we'll have Maria and hers is on Lovelace Academy, an educational program. And last, we'll have Andre and his is on Cardano Hub, a uh, collaborative effort for developers in Cardano and everybody else as well. And so those are the three proposals we have all linked down below in the description. The format for today is going to be 20 minutes apiece, okay, uh, up to 20. If 20 is not needed, that's fine. So the first five to 10 minutes, each person is going to give their elevator pitch. They're going to tell us about their proposal, everything that they want to say about it. First five to 10 minutes. Then the next five minutes is going to be uh, questions from the gauntlet. So questions from Philippe and myself and the other folks who are on here with us. And then the last five minutes will be questions from chat. So you'll hear me call time. I use the, I use a timer to make sure we stay on time and very well and we stay fair and everyone can enjoy the podcast. So we're going to get started. I'm going to hand it over to Geronimo with uh, Shopify. Geronimo, thanks for joining us. Tell us about your proposal. Hey, thanks for giving me the opportunity to, to be here and, and present about my, my initiative. So basically, my, my project is called Free Commerce to enable e-commerce for free uh, or free of uh, intermediaries for everyone. So the idea is to build integrations with uh, online platforms that provide online stores for users. So for example, Shopify, you can, it, it's a platform, you, you, you just go to Shopify, create an online store with your products there, start selling from there. Right now, it, it doesn't provide crypto payments for Cardano. There are integrations that exist already. So I prepared a presentation to show you guys how this is going to work. And uh, let me go and share my screen. So can you see my screen? Perfect. Okay, yep. so just see if I can go with a slideshow. There you go. All right. So this is the, the project. Uh, basically, the what happens when someone goes to an online store and buys something for like $25, like a t-shirt? Usually the online store will, uh, the platform where the, that, that runs the, the online store, will take a cut of your sale price. So if you if someone pays $25, the seller will, the, the online store will take a cut of like $2, a percentage out of the price you paid. Uh, if, and if you use something like a PayPal on top of it, because uh, for example, you cannot accept only uh, credit cards, you want to uh, accept uh, PayPal for other people, there is an extra cut for PayPal as well. So 
in the end, the person who is selling is getting like $22 instead of uh, $25. Now, currently, uh, if you open a Shopify store and you install a, a, an integration that allows payments with crypto, let's assume it, it, uh, it allows ADA. It doesn't, okay? But let's assume it does. So when you sell something through Shopify on, online for ADA, and let's say the price of the T-shirt is 25 ADA, Shopify will take a cut of your sale for $23. And then Coinbase will also get uh, to process the payment and uh, convert everything to ADA and send you the ADA. It's also going to uh, take a cut. What I want to, to make happen is if you go and create an online store and you sell something for $25 and a, a person pays for $25, how do I get this $25 to go to the seller? So... The idea is that with uh, this uh, e-commerce integration, we uh, we can make this happen. And uh, if the the this online store takes a cut, and I uh, some 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 online platforms they take a cut anyway of the of the purchase price. So, but uh, the integration that I put in the middle there, it doesn't take an extra cut on top of it. So even though it, uh, you pay twenty five, uh, the online platform took its cut. Uh, from there, there is nothing else. So it's not like PayPal, for example, who is going to take another 1% or 2 or 3 or 5% over the, 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 the sale that, that happened. So how this will work? Uh, essentially, I will run a server online that integrates it with the online store. It communicates with the online store. And the seller needs to share a public rootkit. This is basically when you open, uh, when you create a... An, a, a a wallet in Daedalus, uh, you will see these uh, payment addresses. The payment addresses for receiving a payment are generated from this public root key. So uh, this is something you can share with the world, and, and it basically maps back to your wallet. Uh, so you you send that to the free commerce server uh, through an integration that is going to be available on Shopify. What happens when someone goes and, and makes an order? That notification that an order has been created will go to the free commerce server. And it's going, using the public root key, it's going to generate this uh, payment address and send that to the customer. Hey, you need to pay 25, 25 ADA in this case. What happens when the, when the person who bought something buys, he will send then 25 ADA to the blockchain and the seller will get the, the 25 ADA. Uh, on his wallet. So it's a straight wallet-to-wallet -wallet solution. It doesn't go through an intermediary. It doesn't go to my server. What my server does, it's it, it just observing the orders being created. And when something is created and uh, and, they, and the customer is, uh, chose to pay with ADA, it will then instruct the guy to pay to a given address. And from there, it will monitor the blockchain and see that uh, 25 ADA were paid on the blockchain. When it happens, it will notify the store uh, the person paid. So it can also notify uh, additional services that uh, that uh, exist. Some some people create stores that um, they don't have the product. They just they show you the product they are going to sell, but uh, the payment uh, will go to to some other per, some other company. It's like this is called drop shipping. So it's going to go to another entity who will uh, then produce the item that was bought and 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 send it to the to the customer so it can also notify external services of the of a uh, of, of a successful purchase so 
The idea is that if you want to run an, a, a Shopify store and sell your items using ADA, you, con, you uh, the the sellers they will install this app uh, for Shopify that run on my server, for example. Okay, so multiple stores run integrated with my server that will then communicate with Shopify for them. What I also want to do is uh, that server that I am setting up is not my only. It's something I, I'm creating as an open source project that everyone can run. So uh, if you are a seller that you and you want to run your own integration with Shopify, you can just grab the code and put it to run on your own server. You can make it uh, work with uh, multiple other uh, online stores as well. So it's not like everyone needs to rely on me. So if they don't want to use my server, they can use their servers as well to process orders for them. So Shopify is the initial step here. The idea of this uh, work is to integrate with every single e-commerce platform that exists out there where it the single server can communicate with everything and or some of the things, it all depends on what you want to do. Uh, so... Uh, there are many other uh, online platforms, not only Shopify out there. So there's Joomla, Magento, OpenCart, WooCommerce. Uh, this is something that will come later. But the idea here is to build the infrastructure that will enable not uh, only Shopify to work, but everything to work. So the the bulk of the of the work now is build this infrastructure, start with Shopify, and once we get this ready and working properly, and then we are going to start working to make it work for these other platforms as well. So more online stores can sell their goods for ADA. Now we have a problem uh, when we are using uh, regular wallets for this sort of uh, operation. So you are a business, you want to sell things and you use your wallet. Now you open Daedalus and you're gonna see uh, this, you're gonna see uh, ADA, uh, ADA received, but you don't know who paid you? If you just look at that, you just All see. Right, you got you, one minute left, just so you know. Okay, cool. Just one minute. And the customers also don't see anything. Uh, so I'm, this uh, also requires me to create a wallet that will uh, communicate with this server and the blockchain. And with this wallet, uh, it will show the transactions that were made and it will uh, track purchases, sales, it will generate reports, upload the public root key to the server something that you cannot do that, uh, from a regular uh, wallet currency conversion. Um, it can also store data from these web stores. So if you run uh, an online store, it can get the data from there and store locally if you want. And it's it also solves the uh, address gap issue, uh, which is something uh, that I... Probably not. I'm not going to go now because it's it's going to be a long uh, explanation. But uh, that's pretty much it. So there's this there's the integration and the wallet that needs to go uh, to work to enable businesses to uh, actually run as a business uh, on the blockchain. And that's time. And that was ten minutes. Thank you, Geronimo. Can All you bring right. the screen share down? Great. Yes, All right. That was ten minutes. Very cool. well. Very good. All right. And um, now I'm going to transition over. So the next five minutes will be questions from the gauntlet, followed by five minutes of questions from chat. There are a lot of questions in chat already, and they're very good questions. So, uh, Geronimo, I'd like to lead off with the first gauntlet question. Pretty easy and quick one. I've noticed in your proposal you have links to YouTube videos. Yep. 
showing you making the wallet and working on the wallet. And so I guess really my question is, uh, how far along is the wallet at this point? How much work have you gotten done? So uh, yeah, the, the basic thing now is integrating with Cardano Wallet. So if you open Daedalus, you're going to see, and you, you're going, and you fire up the process task manager, uh, you're going to see this Cardano Wallet process. So I need to create all the software that integrates with this process. That, that is actually the wallet uh, implementation. So I think I'm going pretty well with that already. Uh, I'm building a, even a library for other uh, Java programmers who want to build solutions that use the wallet so they can create programs that uh, interact with it as well. So this is a library that is going to end up on, on GitHub. It, I already have code on GitHub uh, for that. Uh, it's just not something that is ready for other developers to use easily, but I'm going to get there very soon. Uh, so I'm very, f I think I'm pretty okay with the progress uh, at this stage. I started working on, on all of these things already to de-risk the project so I can have a better idea of what are the challenges that I'm going to face. So and so I can figure out, hey, th there are these things that I need to take care of. So like the uh, address gap issue that I mentioned uh, on an earlier video and in a few other posts as well. Uh, so uh, being aware of these things is good so I can make sure that I can deliver something uh, sooner rather than later and not run out of funding or anything. So, so you found the address gap issue because you did this work ahead of time. Yes, so you yes, know. yes. Is IOG helping you with that? Uh, Have you been talking I, to them at all? Yeah, I, I, when I found the issue, I uh, it's not an issue. It's like a characteristic of the blockchain that makes okay. it harder for businesses to run transactions like I want to do. It's like a wallet-to-wallet -wallet solution is different from a wallet-to-intermediary and then to the, from the intermediary to the wallet. So when it goes straight wallet-to-wallet, -wallet, it becomes a bit trickier. Yeah, I spent okay. pretty much a week uh, talking with people from <laughs> IOG and Emergo on how to uh, work around this and to figure out what to do exactly. All right, Geronimo, I have one more question for you. Um, you mentioned in your proposal, when I read through the proposal, that you're going to be running one server. And as your presentation just alluded to, that it's going to be open source. So yes. many people may join in the future. Yep. But given the state of cryptocurrency right now, I find it it's it, people are, are, are going to be remiss to start parting with their ADA. So it's not like they're going to be a whole bunch of transactions moving through. It's not going to yep. experience the volume that traditional yep, yep, retailers yep. have now. So... What incentivizes you to keep this project moving six months, one year, two years from now, uh, especially since I don't see any fee model for your for your server? You're pretty much taking a zero fee model. So yes. how 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 is this sustainable long term? So the idea is to bring uh, is to build the bridge first. So there is not a lot of demand. I know that, and also uh, I don't think that currency that fluctuates in price is very suitable for this model. So I'm, I, I see people uh, running this sort of integration who are going to be these first guys are going to be the, the, the ones who want to receive ADA instead of buying. So you are, you are an investor, you believe in ADA, you're gonna, you, you have a store, you, you try to sell for, for that currency. Uh, but uh, the idea is to build the infrastructure so that uh, when we have native tokens, 
and uh, stable coins and everything else running on the blockchain. Everything is already there and ready to support uh, these other uh, other uh, coins that will be running on the blockchain. So this is a project that is uh, the, the goal here is to enable the blockchain to be used as a commerce a commerce gateway. So the aim here is to make this useful. So right now you can only send, I can send money to you, you can send money to me, but there's not much else you can do with the blockchain. Uh, so yeah. the idea is to unlock that and make it usable for everyone. So this is like the first step, get the, the first thing step. connected yeah. to Shopify. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And once we have smart contracts and things like that, it can uh, enable uh, uh, subscriptions, uh, you know, regular payments, things like that as well. Okay. So currently you're not dependent on smart contracts. You're currently not dependent on Go. No. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Well, good to hear. Good to hear that you have done risk assessment and de-risking in the process. And we're at the five minute mark. I'm going to switch over to the questions from chat. There are a lot of questions. Okay. Cool. So right. let's try to get to all of them. Uh, so I'll start from the top here and work my way down. There's, and the first one is, uh, from Terry Moore, thank you, Terry Moore. Can this idea be ported from Shopify to eBay or Amazon, etc.? cetera? Um, the thing is, Amazon and eBay, they need to accept that. What I was thinking about doing, but this is something that will come later, is as you can grab with your wallet, you can, you can add information there. You can have store and customer information on your wallet if you want and use that for multiple stores. What I what I what I also see that is possible to do is to create like a QR code or a link that embeds that uh, ready to go checkout. So let's say you have a QR code, you can slap that uh, in an image on a box, on a truck, on a bus, and if you scan that, that's a, an item that you are already buying and ready to go from there. So the the only thing you can do there is to put uh, images. Probably you cannot put links. Uh, that allow you to check to go and check out out of your out of their walled gardens. That kind of leads to our last question. Let's kind of go through those questions okay. quick. There's a lot of really good ones in there. How okay. does a developer get paid, or is the it pro bono? Which developer? Yeah, that's a good question. The developer using your product, or the de or you, the developer. I think it's the developer using your product to connect to the stores. No developer needed. Uh, so the idea is that you just uh, enable. You as a store owner, you just open the your store, your, your administration page, you say you want to install that Cardano integration or free commerce app, and it's going to allow uh, ADA to as a means of payment. No developers right. needed. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And thank you, Larry. Uh, last name. Philippe, you got the next question there? Okay. Um, Richard van der Molen. It says, I missed the profit for the Shopify platform. For the rest, it seems like dataless, dataless payment. What is the reason for the additional servers? The additional servers. So basically, you need uh, you need someone some server to monitor the blockchain. So that's uh, like to run Cardano DB sync. This server needs to run uh, to to listen to uh, to the blockchain. So this is the additional servers. The question, or or is, it was just slide with the multiple servers. That image says that uh, you can run on other servers, you don't need to run on, you're just using my server. So you can get the code and put it to run independently. So if for safety reasons or customizations or whatever, you can just grab the code and run it yourself. But you need a server to run somewhere uh, with this code to enable the payments. 
Okay. Okay. So that's okay. further down the line. Rick, you want to get the next question? Yeah. So, so from your Cardano update asks, if I'm a drop shipper, my vendor supplying my product, they need to get paid immediately after a customer purchases a product. How would it work? If they won't or don't accept ADA, so how would the drop shipper get yeah. paid if they only accept? If they don't so the, accept o- ADA? the only way to make that work is uh, when you receive your ADA, it's going to be in your wallet, right? So it's yours there. Now, what needs to happen is you need first to have an account, a bank account with fiat in there, that is linked to your drop shipper, okay? And when the payment is received. It's going to, in ADA, when the payment is received, it's going to notify the dropshipper saying that was paid. Now you can use it, your debit card and uh, from the account of the store owner and get the fiat from there to uh, process the goods and, and send them. Okay. Okay. So you okay. don't get the ADA that was transferred to your wallet and send it to the dropshipper. There's nothing with that. Okay. Excellent. Thank you, Geronimo, and thank you, your Cardano update. Did we get them all? I think we got them all. Cool. We got them all. Uh, oh, one, one quick question, Geronimo. How, yes, what's your plan for returns? Because, you know, in the traditional world, there's, there's, there's collateral that's held by eBay or PayPal or these certain Visa companies or MasterCard. But with cryptocurrency, it's immutable. And when there's a return yeah. process or a dispute amongst buyer and seller, how does that how does your model help the buyer and help the seller? It doesn't. So it's basically, it's like allowing your store to receive payments as a transfer into your bank account. It's, okay. it, it, the only thing, it's it, everything is automated. But uh, it's the same process as I share my bank details and you expect people to send me a, a payment, a wire transfer or whatever. So okay. you'll, have to, you'll have to negotiate with the, with the seller. Yeah. If okay. you need to return something. Yeah. All right, and that's time. Cool. That's time. Wow. Thank you, Geronimo. Geronimo. Great job. Well done. All right. Okay, so for the folks in chat, thank you everyone in chat for asking questions. Feel free to leave us uh, in the chat. Let us know on a scale from 1 to 10, with 5 being average and 10 being awesome. How did Geronimo Geronimo do with his proposal, Uh, his presentation, the idea? Let us know on a scale of one to 10 with five being average and 10 being awesome. That'll give Geronimo some feedback. And again, thank you, Geronimo. Cool. That was thank you. fantastic. I love Jeez. the idea. Yes. Thank you. All right. So next we're going to shift over to Maria with the Lovelace Academy. All right. And this proposal is educational in nature. Maria, thank you for joining us on the gauntlet. Uh, would you like to tell us about your proposal? First of all, I would like to say thank you for having me. I have been waiting for this moment for a long, long time. And now I'm here telling all our community who is Maria Carmo. Maria Carmo is an educator that wants to bring education and blockchain that become an ambassador because they don't need to pay. There is cryptocurrency that you need to be invited and we need to pay. And Cardano is free. Just show up that you want to do the job and you're going to get admitted. Just follow the rules. Come flooding, get your hands in Cardano. Doesn't matter how. Uh, I am a uh, SPO as well. I have been found one when there was no money. And I'm here in front of you, ask for some phones for my idea. And because all other situations in my life, I become an educator. I would love to be a programmer. I would love to do something so awesome that every single program in the world will come to our, our network, our blockchain. But unfortunately, I cannot do 
this, I can do something else in it. This something else is education. So I'm going to share with you the presentation of my idea. Love Lace Academy is a form is a form to inspire people, bring people to learn, and I as an experiment. People didn't get this vibe from Catalyst. It's an experiment. We cannot prove one plus one is two. All that you can do is show our intentions. Is your intention good? Are you tackling the challenge of bring more programmer? And was that way? I thought I was tackling that problem in the challenge too. Found two, please. Sorry. So here's my team. Myself, Keith, and Suita. We are all active in the community. If you don't know me, you're going to probably know some of them. And they are very fired up and very much teaching in Lovelace Academy. There is the, some opportunities. Most advances is much contract platform in our industry, uh, attract developers, and it now is the perfect time to Cardano to shy. And then what we're going to do, we're going to use malware and Plutus as a foundation, as a subject, our videos on YouTube to bring you to DAPS. And who is into technology new knows that DAPS in Cardano is very important. So how it's going to happen? It's going to be, sorry, video tutorials and writing guided all the way in the GitHub. And I hope to help you as much as possible. As I am here in the community, not everybody knows me. My first proposal when Catalyst found one was a Cardano that makes sense. And if we have real money, and if you're playing for real, I would get funded. I was the only project, if I'm not wrong, that got five, five stars. These five stars means, are you tackling the challenge? Are you doing your best? What is your intention? And who going to look over it? The advisors. Experienced people in life, experienced people in business, they come up, look over your proposal and say if you are following the rules. What's happened? Guys, I don't want only my proposal to be funded. I want as much as much proposed to be funded because in the experiment, if you found 10 or 20 or third, it means that we get more chance to shy, to come around in the next fund that are going to be maybe from the five or found six to say, look, I am a Maria. Here's my results. Could you see if I deserve more or I just go away because I'm not doing a good job? And it keeps us motivated. I have been in contact with many, many, many people, and I tell them, please, could you put your price down? Come here and get a little piece of the, pay, the, the cake and leave some space for us. As all I've been asked all day long, let's share the cake. Let's Everybody should be happy. Uh, and as experiment, everybody, everybody is asking for the numbers. My proposal got all the numbers. I answer every single question that you put in my proposal. Doesn't matter the time of the day, doesn't matter who you are, I will got you cover. It's my commitment. I saw proposals that people threw the proposal on Catalyst in a day of scale and they disappear. And then they wonder why they are not following the rules, why they are not getting the stars. Guys, let's ask the right questions. There is YouTubers informing the community in the wrong way. It's not the kudos that matter. It's the star that matter. Get it right. The another thing that people get right, they, they presume because I'm a woman, I only want 
to be involved in the women's group. I got my stake pools. I am I stake pool operator with two partners, two guys. And my proposal for our academy, with this amazing name, get a guy involved. I'm not against anyone. I'm here to make peace. I'm here to say, let's share the abundance. It's not a leak in wealth. We are a very, very wealthy community. Please, if you have a saturated pool, show the love to others' pools. Let's share it. Breaks my heart every single time I got a, a message on Telegram that I still I take pool operators closed down. It breaks my heart. The way we support the network, as you like to say it, is sharing the love to everybody. Let's welcome the masses. What is the big challenge for Cardano today? Is adoption. And how you sorted it out? You give people education. And not just education about the wallets, not just education about the scientific part of it, about the economical part of it, social uh, part of it, economical part of it. Aren't we Cardano? Aren't we a big family? Was in Catalyst that I learned what community means. And I'm giving my best. I'm reading a proposal. I'm helping you out. I'm giving you feedback. I have been hunting people on Twitter to tell them your proposal is amazing, but we get so a little bit of money this time. Come around. And I will support every single proposal that is good. For example, I love Jerome's idea. Right. Hey, we, you got about three minutes left, and I was uh, hoping that uh, you could segue back to the content of your proposal, for example, what kind of information you're going to be putting out in the Lovelace Academy? What are the objectives of the Lovelace Academy? Because for some people who are watching on YouTube, this is where they're going to get the, the most idea of what is in your proposal. And then the link is down below so they can click on that and follow it to the proposal. So, uh, yeah, we've got about three minutes, uh, two and a half minutes left. Yes. If you want to go ahead and the, get to the meat the of your proposal. The point I want to make here, Jerônimo got his first video in my podcast, and look where he is now. I got my first video in Andrew podcast, and look where I am now. This is the power of video. This is the power of education. So if you look at my proposal, I am tackle Plutus and malware, right? 25 episodes for six months. And the top of it, I'm over-delivering more 25 episodes of short videos between 15 minutes and 20 minutes where we bring Cardano together the way it makes sense to people. Who is the majority here? Are us, SPO, or are investors? They are out there. Share your love. I'm here. I'm listening to everybody, talking to everybody. And my point is education is very important. Charles is an educator, isn't he? Thank you very much. All right. Wow, very passionate. And the folks in the, the comment section, the chat, are, uh, they, they enjoy your fire. They like your fire. <laughs> We are here. It's a revolution. <laughs> they like your passion, Maria. All right. So the key there is you are delivering. What, uh, so the first question here from the gauntlet, I'm going to go ahead and reset the clock. Thank you very much, Maria. And we're going to roll into the gauntlet questions. And the first question is, what are your primary deliverables? What is the target for in six months you're going to deliver what? In six months, I am planning to deliver uh, smart contracts in malware because it's easier to people to get used in, to the platform. And then we're going to progress to Plutus. This is the edu educational bit of my proposal. And uh, educational, 
be it of it because I think it's important for the rest of people that are not SPO and they are not programmers, people out there in society that maybe uh, search for content and they want to know about Cardano, they also can find us. So I'm just broadening up my opportunities to get people in. And what can they learn? Um, for example, if there is a new wallet, let's make a video about a wallet. If there is new programs, new dApps, new stuff, I want to bring, bring programs in the uh, 15, 20 minutes to show what they are doing in the community. But I also want to deliver something. And then I cover the entire spectrum of education proposed. Are you going to teach Marlow or Plutus? Both. All right, Philippe, Maria, Maria, I have one question because I read through your proposal and in the risk section, it says that you plan to record the episodes three to four times, three to four weeks before in order to provide a certain catalog so you can meet your deliverables. But um, how are you going to balance the evolution of information in Cardano like that three to four weeks buffer? Sometimes it could be a little bit long in the sense that things change really quickly in Cardano. And I'm sure that Marlowe will have multiple iterations and Plutus is going to have multiple iterations over short periods of time. So is there a guarantee that information and podcasts will be presented in a timely in a timely matter? Uh, the question was the risk if anyone else gets sick, if one of us wants to go traveling or in, in holidays, the beat of Plutus and Marlowe are going to be recorded in advance. Okay, and the part of my proposal where it's 15 or 20 minutes, you're going to be delivered every single week. Not um, live stream, but they're going to be recorded and released every single week. So keep it fresh, keep it interesting. Let's keep people thirsty about Cardano. And who's the programmer on your team? It's Keith. He's a SPO. He also is a trainer. He, he works in a technical tech company and he's doing it for many 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 years very experienced very motivated and when i met with him and i told my proposal and if you could help me he said yes i am more than happy to help you and here i am i am putting pieces together to fit where i'm going i understand we got a few minutes left we got to go to the questions in chat and so the next question is what is the specific content that the video is going to be is it going to be for smart contracts specifically or what is that? And I see your. If you are if you are talking about malware, going to be specific about smart contract. The Plutus is more than one language; is more hard to to grasp. So I think we're going to uh, spend less than half of our episodes in malware because it's very easy to grasp, and then we're going to uh, spend more time in Plutus because of the difficulty to learning it. Okay. Do you have a channel name already built, or do you plan on building a YouTube channel name, or how do you, how do you plan no, on delivering? I I have my own channel called 369. Jeronimo was on my channel, was the first channel he always talked about his proposal. And it's called 369. And I did the app video. You could see the voting app on my video. It was so cool. It's the most watched video ever. Excellent. That's, I don't have any other questions, Philippe. Um, no, I, I don't have any other questions either. I mean, I think Rick and I always talk about this. The more voices that we have in Cardano, the better. Um, more podcasts, more videos, because there are different, lots of different people that can constitute the community and people are going to have an affinity towards various different channels. So kudos to you for trying to put out video content and wish you luck. Is this my time up? Um, we're going to YouTube no, questions now. We're going to YouTube questions. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, so the key question, there's one question from Richard Van Der Molen. Uh, his question is a similar to mine. What are the objective and the subjects of the Lovelace Academy? Can you give us a quick summary, Maria, and we go, go to the next question. Can you check it in the chat with Keith? Uh, he can be more specific to you, the subjects, because he wouldn't be the one delivering it. All right, thank you. And I think the next question is for me. It's from your Cardano update. He says, I'm confused now. Is it a platform podcast or series of videos? Oh, that's for you. Is it going to be a podcast or a series of videos, Maria? Series of video, series of videos. Okay. Every content is going to be delivered in video. Okay, thank you. Um, Ada Trader says, will the videos be in English or other languages? Uh, we plan for us to do in English because it's the broad audience for Cardano, but we're going to have the, the um, proper rights. And we can do it in English, sweet language, we can do it in Portuguese. We left this door open. If we are having good answers about it, we can just expand very easy. Okay. Okay. All right, thank you. And the next question is from Pujimak. And Pujimak asks, how can we ensure the content in the video is correct? We got the someone that is a trainer, very experienced on this. And he's going to be telling you and teaching you. I can guide him to be easier to understand because I, I know the language of the simple people in the street, but he's more technical. So if you go too technical, people are not getting it, I will come down to Keith and say, Keith, I think we need to do it better. Excellent. Thank you for that answer. And Joshua Apkin asks, Maria, what's your plan for sustainability? Uh, my plan is to do it very well, the best as I can, over-deliver, and the next uh, six uh, months, do that job, because I already have experience on my channel. I edit, I open the backbone of my own channel. So I want to bring this experience and do it so well that the next funds in six months, you say, Maria, we want you in again. All right. Thank you, Maria. And I think I think we got all. Thank you, Joshua Apken, for asking that. Rick, we have one more question that came in from Maria. Maria, how do we spread Cardano in Brazil? King Cardano asked that. Having a Brazilian in front of the camera of the biggest podcast ever is how we do it. <laughs> Tell them to come to my channel. I'm going to teach all of them all about Cardano. And a Brazilian developer. We are together, yeah, yeah, yeah. guys. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Some people ask where you're from, uh, Venezuela or Brazil. I don't know if you want to answer that. Brazil. I am from everywhere, but I am born in Brazil. Okay. Okay. Same here. All right. Thank you. That was excellent. Mm. Oh, same here. Same here. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Maria. Thank you, everybody in chat asking questions. We appreciate it. And so let us know in the chat on a scale of one to 10, with five being average and 10 being awesome. How did you like Maria's proposal? How did you like her presentation? Please give Maria some feedback and uh, let us know with five being average, 10 being awesome, let us know in the chat. And lastly, our third guest here is Andre, and he has the Cardano Hub uh, proposal in. So Andre, we're going to transition over to you. Tell us about your proposal. How's it going? Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, thank you, Rick, for giving this uh, opportunity. That's a great show. I've been watching many uh, episodes and uh, a little bit about uh, my background. I have an education in uh, marketing and political science. I worked for many years in online marketing. And when I discovered uh, cryptocurrencies in uh, 2017, uh, I understand that understood that it's like 
really something big. Unfortunately, I, I'm not an early adopter as uh, some of you or some of the people who are watching us. Uh, but since 2017, I was thinking like what I can do in this area. So I helped uh, some of the projects with marketing. Uh, I started a media crypto text, which is a small media, but it's still a media. We have YouTube channel and sites in English, in Ukrainian. And I visited uh, like 10 uh, conferences all around the world from Europe, uh, Dubai, Singapore. And of course, uh, multiple events in Kiev, Ukraine. That's where I'm uh, from and where I'm uh, based. Uh, I was doing, I'm, and I'm constantly doing a lot of uh, research in crypto space. And that's how I uh, learned uh, more about Cardano. I understood that it's, uh, as um, I watched many videos by Charles, I understood that uh, Cardano has ambition to become next financial ecosystem and uh, financial system and i decided to become part of it and so i was thinking what i can uh, do there in uh, cardano so i'm happy that uh, i met one of the stake pools uh, azure ada i'm helping them a bit and when i saw the blog post about project catalyst i joined so from the fund one uh, like maria we've been there together and i submitted cardano hub idea for that proposal and a little bit about the background that last year I also started the maybe first in the world uh, literature crypto bar, which had uh, its own uh, currency uh, at the time EOS based uh, token. And uh, what's uh, about uh, this hub, how I would like to see it. Uh, so it won't be like a typical hub, uh, like a lot of hubs exist. We had a blockchain hub in Kiev, it closed this year, even before the quarantine. And uh, apart from all the things which exist in uh, different hubs, like a space for meetups, conferences, co-working space, uh, uh, there would be like some really additional features which I think are important and crucial. Uh, such things as, first of all, it should work like uh, not like from 10 to 6 hours like many places. It will uh, work uh, maybe even 24 hours because uh, cryptocurrency area is changing dynamically. We are geographically separated. It should work as much as possible. Secondly, there will be like cafe and uh, uh, bookstore, library, and uh, there will be like open access for everyone because we need to not only to stay in our closed uh, crypto community, we need to really do Cardano adoption and crypto adoption in general. So the idea is when the Gogan is implemented, uh, we will also pursue the idea of tokenization. We will consult the businesses and individuals about tokenization, what it is, how the wallets work. So starting like from some simple steps that the people can do networking to, of course, some of the practical and more complex things which answer the challenge of fund two how to bring more developers so there will be like uh, courses haskell courses or maybe haskell academy and um, also a place for meetups i already organized uh, many meetups in kiev and two months ago a meetup on oroboros protocol we'll do them on the constant basis and we will also use the, the technique that we will allow other blockchain projects, which, for example, they do not decide which blockchain they will use. We will uh, get give them the space, we will give them the space to present, we will give them a media space. Yeah, for example, we'll also have like a place uh, for media where there will be one more Cardano media 
And uh, this hub will be, apart from the things and characteristics which are in other hubs, it will also be really one place stop for Cardano enthusiasts and maybe general crypto enthusiasts from all around the world. For example, somebody visits Ukraine, and Ukraine is actually it's in the top countries uh, um, in the ratings uh, on uh, crypto adoption and crypto percentage of um, money in the economy. And we have a lot of developers. So a lot of teams, they are working not under their brands, but they are part of uh, some other companies, and including some uh, companies well-known in the Cardano ecosystem. So some, if somebody comes and uh, they need developers, we put them in touch. If somebody wants to create a meetup or needs like designers or educators, we put them in touch. If some uh, comes uh, to the hub and they want um, to make uh, maybe some, uh, let's say, a small business, like there was a proposal by Geronimo, we inform them about this um, opportunity. Uh, so, uh, like, this is the basic um, idea, and um, uh, I have uh, experience running a literature crypto bar, and which is, like, really good uh, experience, and I see this uh, big need for this, and some other competitors are doing this, like, Tezos opened hub in Kiev, but uh, my concept is, like, completely different, and as fund uh, two now of Catalyst is going on, and it's uh, really interesting for all of us how the voting will happen. So, as I say, the voters' uh, voting will be uh, the best judgment. So, if the idea is good, uh, I will get um, maybe a good amount of votes. In this round, uh, honestly speaking, because of the limited budgets of Fonda, I don't even... Um, uh, I don't think it won't be supported, but uh, the best valuation would be like by the community, either holders by you. And uh, it can be done, uh, for example, not via Project Catalyst in a private way. And I already met some uh, people who think in a similar way, and we are starting our conversations, uh, which will lead to future collaborations. Uh, so this fund to voting, which will happen soon, is like really best judgment because... Maybe you think that uh, Ukraine and Kyiv, it's like not the place that Eastern Europe, it's like not the place where we need focus. Maybe you think like I'm not the person who, who should uh, run it or in general. So you can vote, ask me uh, questions. I'm open to everyone. And if you are in Ukraine, you can also let me know. Uh, let's meet. So I think the time is it. I'm, I'm happy to hear your questions. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, that was only uh, seven minutes and 30 seconds, but we will switch over to the gauntlet questions. Thank you, Andre. Appreciate it. Uh, my first question is, so the general concept is you're going to set up a brick and mortar shop with online capability. Is that correct? It will be like the physical location in the center of Kiev. So for, for example, like Tezos Hub, they opened uh, in um, one there is like an innovation park, Union City, and it's good, but uh, the ordinary people don't go there. Of course, it should be like in central uh, part uh, with a huge Cardano banner. And so it will attract not only the crypto community, because crypto community, uh, I already know most of them, it will uh, attract the broader audience. And uh, as Cardano ecosystem grows, when, uh, for example, uh, Gogan becomes available, 
we uh, provide and consult companies on the tokenization. When Voltaire becomes uh, available, maybe we'll, we'll speak with uh, political parties, NGOs, so with the possibility that they will adopt this voting system in their organization or in primaries. And uh, yeah, and of course, we'll use the online aspect as much as possible. So there will be professional studio, professional broadcasting of all the meetups. And when we start like Haskell courses, for example, we might run it like on, uh, in English language because many people uh, here also speak English. And uh, I've met like recently, like Italian who is based in Kiev and who's a Cardano enthusiast, French person, uh, American. And so we have like really a global Cardano community here. But we'll use all the aspects of the um, online and uh, remote uh, work because now we're still in the coronavirus time times and the traveling is not so uh, easy for everyone yeah good point yes i have a quick question so you know as soon as i hear brick and mortar as soon as i hear physical storefront i just immediately think cash burn so i mean this requires a lot of capital you're, you're mentioning libraries and cafe and then you also mentioned that you don't want to open traditional hours you want it to have be more around the clock so the premise of this this proposal would mean that either you would have to be tied to the project for a set amount of time, or you would have to require additional funding in order to even keep that meeting space operating. So, I mean, do you think that the ROI for something like this, the return on investment for 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 the Cardano community, could justify having a brick and mortar storefront open for a continuous a long period of time? Um, yeah, uh, I think here like the the program uh, maximum and uh, let's say that if the with big budget uh, we can buy the space and then if we don't need to pay the rent uh, it can be um, it will becomes profitable because there will be like uh, we can provide some renting for meetups uh, some uh, you know like some sales of uh, coffees and uh, others. And also, but uh, in this case, like who will own the real estate? It's also the uh, uh, maybe this uh, aspect for the discussion because if the treasury or Cardano blockchain could be the owner, or if the treasury can be represented by uh, somebody, let's say somebody who is like more known in Cardano community than me and uh, more trusted, this is also the point of uh, discussion, and we can. Uh, decide on this because few years ago it was like big in the news that the uh, that, uh, apartment was sold for ethereum it's also good for cardano marketing if uh, to say that the real estate premises were sold for cardano and now they are owned by cardano blockchain or by a coalition of three big uh, cardano players like um, iog emurgo cardano foundation these are the things which we can uh, think about because it's um, I think it's an interesting use case. And the physical location, I don't think that it's like a burning of cash. I, uh, I think it's uh, it will be really beneficial for the Cardano ecosystem and bring in more developers because developers these days, they have a lot of blockchains and a lot of uh, opportunities where to choose from. 
Okay. All right. We're coming up on time. So I just want to wrap up that uh, last question. So uh, the brick and mortar site plus the online site. So I'm assuming there are other sources of revenue at the location. Like, for example, if you have a lot of developers there, I'm assuming that you sell Mountain Dew and Hot Pockets and that will help support the revenue. That's just a... <laughs> you make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we can sell right. uh, uh, Cardano Effect merch, for example. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go, Cardano merch. So, really, yeah. the question uh, the question is: Are the ones that you have already seen do they become self sufficient, or are they sufficient enough to where it's bringing people in and there's a path to self sufficiency for the business? Uh, I guess that's the key. And then we're going to switch over to chat. So, go ahead and answer that real quick. Uh, yes, uh, no. Uh, you mean hubs? Yes. Yeah, yeah self-sufficient. The, were they revenues uh, the, equal? Uh, the blockchain hub, which uh, used to be uh, in Kiev, it was uh, self-sufficient, at least for some time. Why it closed? Because the um, uh, real landlords they rose the price. They rose the price, uh-huh. and with the price change, uh, and maybe 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 the rent of. Uh, place there was more like uh, a bit higher than the market value so maybe they had like not the full place for rent okay okay all right philippe we're gonna go over to chat okay sounds, sounds good. good sounds right. good five more minutes and if you guys all got right. questions in chat let us know terry moore i think you briefly touched to this answer but you can answer it again for terry moore it needs more focus and how much more research have you done regarding the cost will the blockchain protocol own the property and you briefly touched on that I don't know if you want to repeat your answer or or go into more depth, but yeah, I think like uh, that's the best way and the best option that the blockchain protocol will own the property. Yes. Okay. So w- does that mean that revenues would like could the community like for example, if the community decided to invest in one of your locations, would the community have any benefit? Would they receive any sort of compensation if that pop-up location is doing very well who would maintain those profits who would distribute those profits what would happen to that uh, i think these uh, these are like uh, two models one is the protocol is owner of uh, real estate and then we can set up for example uh, like some via smart contracts that for one year we are not paying the rent and then like because we'll need like some time then we'll be paying like some amount of rent like every month back to the treasury Another option is that uh, if uh, there are people interested in community in this project, then we can tokenize this project. And then uh, let's say those who invest the most, they will have the adequate percentage in the um, uh, tokens, uh, like when it will be possible to release ADA tokens. So they will have the same amount uh, amount which is uh, corresponding to amount of their investment and also will have the voting power. So, for example, uh, yes. Yeah, so it, it it will be by uh, voting and the uh, leadership. Those people who will work there, they will also will be voted, uh, confirming this. And uh, I think that's an uh, in- interesting topic to think about. Okay, and and just a quick off the cuff question: How big is the city Kiev in relation to other cities? For just to give people a point of reference, like what kind of foot foot traffic could you expect? How big is the city? How densely populated is it? Can you give us an idea of, like, is this a New York City or is this a smaller city? Um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, somewhere in the middle. So 
very old outdated statistics gives like 3 million it's statistic from the beginning of 90s but it's actually i think something around five different expressors it's five million people and if we count like the broader region that some people they live outside of kiev but they come to kiev to work it's a, a bigger bigger number yeah. and a lot of well um, not right now but before the coronavirus a lot of crypto famous crypto people they also came here because it's a uh, really good in terms of uh, there are a lot of developers and uh, technical specialists in kiev and in ukraine in, in general yeah and that's important for people to know it came up in the chat kiev is in ukraine or ukraine yes, and yeah. uh not russia um, yeah, yeah, which and, is important. Uh, I and spoke, five million people is significant. Yeah, five million is a very significant population. And I spoke sorry, with Ed. developers um, here, and they said, like, yeah, that's a really great idea of uh, Cardano Hub. Excellent. Okay. Uh, let me see. There's a few other questions in chat. Some people said, uh, "Is are you talking about like an Apple Store?" I think you answered that. Kind of like an Apple Store where people can socialize. 24 hours a day. Is that yeah, sound yeah about uh, sure. Because I think it's like a very uh, necessary point uh, that people meet and then some people have like ideas, some people have money, some people have skills. When they meet, they can gather and uh, uh, something can be invented there. Excellent. Thank you. And the last question I have from here, we got 30 seconds left and that was uh, uh, Richard Vandermullen says, does Andre mean he wants to connect people from the Cardano community isn't this something for the Cardano Foundation? What do you think? Um, it will be uh, like one of the roles to connect uh, people. Well, about Cardano Foundation, uh, I'm a bit uh, critical of uh, its recent activities, but I will write, I'm planning to write a separate uh, article on it, so I don't want to speak about this in this show. And uh, I think it's our role for all uh, crypto enthusiasts, uh, Cardano enthusiasts, that's what we are doing. We are connecting people. It's just like some people do it more, some people are doing it less. I think like you guys in Cardano Effect, you are doing like a big role, but it's uh, definitely a room to grow. So uh, to grow, to target like new audiences, new languages and uh, new locations. And I agree. And that's time. Thank you. Thank you, Andre. And... Uh, I also I agree with that response is it's up to people to connect people. It's yeah. not like you give it to a foundation or something. I love your idea. I got to be honest with you. I felt like doing that myself. I was thinking of opening up a crypto cafe in oh. my local neighborhood. Uh, to, in my area, it's a little too early. Yeah. Uh, where exactly? In which area? In the Hampton Roads area, Virginia, Virginia area. Oh. I mean, right now I'm in Japan, but in the Virginia area. But um, so... Thank you for that, Andre, and thank you, Maria and Geronimo. So what I would like folks to do in the chat, let us know for Andre and his Cardano Hub proposal. Give us some feedback on a scale of 1 to 10, with 5 being average and 10 being awesome. Let us know um, how he's doing. Give him some feedback with the proposal, and also thank you for the questions. And we are done here. We are going to wrap up. Philippe, what do you think? Yes, that sounds good. This was a successful episode two of the Gauntlet series. So I want to thank all three of you, Maria, Andre, and Geronimo for coming on. This takes a lot of guts and we appreciate you. We really do. I want to thank everyone in the chat for asking such engaging questions. We will be back for another episode of the Gauntlet series. Let us know how you think this series is going. And yeah, Rick, that's pretty much it. We can wrap it up. 
Yeah, I just wanted to put out a note. If you have a proposal and you would like to come on the gauntlet, let us know. I will put the link down below to the gauntlet Telegram channel. And so far, it's been going quite well. Uh, we think people are learning more about these proposals. And it's also giving the people who come on the gauntlet the ability to convey more detail about their proposal that's difficult to capture in chat. I mean, you get to see their face, you get to uh, hear their passion, and you get to ask them questions in a verbal and visual manner. So if you know people who have a proposal out and you think it would be good for them to come on the gauntlet, please let them know. I'll get the link dropped down below. And this is going to go on forever. I mean, these these folks are here early. Andre, Maria, and Geronimo, they are pioneers. They got here early. They're, they're tough. They got their information out on Project Catalyst. And, you know, if, if it doesn't make Fund uh, 2, there's Fund 3 and Fund 4, and they're going to revise and iterate and make it better. And uh, we're going to continue doing the gauntlet as long as it is both effective for the proposers and also effective for the community to get more information, right? So that's all I got, Philippe. I think okay, we're good we'll, to go. Okay, so I'm just going to give you the last on um, the the last words. So Maria, Andre, and Geronimo. Maria, starting with you, do you have any last words for the listeners and the viewers of the Cardano Effect? We'll just move down the line, and then we'll sign uh, up. I would like to say thank you very much for the Cardano community, Cardano family, and thank you very much for Cardano Foundation for the Portuguese section and the forum in Portuguese with our flag. It was amazing. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you. Um, uh, thank you everyone who was watching like if uh, some of the things which I said uh, resonates with your thinking uh, let's connect and let's do something for the Cardano and for the world let's do something better alright and Geronimo I would like to thank you everyone uh, especially from the members of the community who rose up to, and offered the help uh with the development of the, the, the thing I'm doing. Uh, so it, I, I have a, a special name here, Justin Bolland, the guy who is uh, helping me with design and marketing of uh, everything without asking me anything in return. <laughs> so I would like to sh shout out to, to this guy. Uh, he's a champ, <laughs> he's a legend. And there are more other, other uh, people who uh, every now and then uh, uh, try to uh, to reach me and offering some sort of help with design, with uh, marketing, and uh, even even a, a guy from Africa contacted me a few few weeks ago asking about integration with payments with credit cards and stuff. So <laughs> we're not there yet. We, we may be. We we will in the future. <laughs> we're just building the the first things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Signing out. Great. This is episode 110. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful weekend. And until the next episode of the Cardano Effect podcast. Bye, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye, bye.